Well, friends, somehow in the midst of the chaos of life, we have made it to Palm Sunday. We are entering into Holy Week. And I don't know about you, but the season of Lent has sort of felt a little bit odd this year. I think I was thinking about how this is our second Lenten season. This is our second Palm Sunday in the age of coronavirus, which is just bizarre and a little bit disorienting. And um, I've been thinking about how Lent has felt different this year for me. Um, I think maybe partially because I haven't really been fasting and I've tried to engage Lent in a different way this year. But we've been in this series called Being Human, Jesus is Flesh Among Us. And we have been really wrestling with um, and maybe even receiving the gift of what it means that Jesus is flesh, that Jesus knows what it means to be human, uh, that Jesus can express solidarity with us in the fullness of human life and experience in the midst of our grief, in the midst of our anger, in the midst of needing help and having limitations and falling apart. Jesus knows all these realities and Jesus is with us. And so it's been a comfort for me, I think, because I've been very confronted with my humanity in the last month is so much has happened, you know, hitting the one year mark of being in pandemic, uh, experiencing this increase in violence against um, Asian Americans, particularly our elders. And even just in the last couple of weeks, seeing multiple incidents of mass shooting um, and, and being confronted with all of the the grief, the emotion, the humanity that comes out in the midst of seeing all these um, just heartbreaking things in the world around us. And I've been grateful for the gift of Jesus, you know, having solidarity with us in our grief, in our sadness, in our anger, in our outrage, and in all that we're feeling. And, and yet also I've been kind of like, that's great. Jesus can relate to me, but also like, can it just not be this way? <laughs> like, can it just not be this way? Can we just have a different reality, a different way of life? Like I'm tired of having to grieve and I'm tired of having to be angry and I'm tired of having limitations because the world just feels like too much. And I've been really wrestling with this need, not just for Jesus to be uh, in solidarity and to feel these things, to know the full range of human life, but to also bring in a new way and bringing in a kind of different reality for us. And that's what I think this Palm Sunday is about for me as I come into Palm Sunday. That's the, the feeling that I have of like, um, can it be different? Can we have a different way? We need to be saved. And and I'm wrestling with what is it that we need to be saved from? And so this is a little bit of what we're looking at today as we look at the story of Jesus's entry into Jerusalem. And um, I, a couple years ago, kind of found this commentary about this triumphal entry story, which it's really helped me understand what's happening here, sort of socially, politically, culturally. Um, during the time of Jesus, at the time of Passover, there would be um, not, uh, there would be kind of every year a another triumphal entry into Jerusalem, <laughs> the entry of Pilate, um, the Roman governor of Judea, who would ride to Jerusalem in his own processional, 
knowing that the Jewish population would be gathering in Jerusalem for Passover, this very significant time for the Jewish community, this time of commemoration, of identity formation, of remembering um, who they are as God's people, um, there would be this other processional that would happen every year. And the, the Roman governor would come in to Jerusalem um, with all the imperial pomp and circumstance, you know, riding on a chariot, drawn in by multiple horses, armed soldiers everywhere, people in leather, people in armor, helmets, weapons, banners, golden eagles mounted on poles, the flashing of weapons, the sound of metal clinking and leather creaking, and all of these signs, these forces of military might and domination were all around. And as this processional was coming into Jerusalem, um, and as sort of this, this authority figure, this Roman governor of Judea and Pilate would come in um, on the back of a military horse, well, actually not even on the back of a horse, carried in by military horse on a chariot, um, the people would praise him and they would call on this human authority to save them. They would cry out and ask for um, the saving power of Pilate to be on display and to experience the protection and the power and the peace of Rome. And it was this procession that was a reminder of Pax Romana. And Pax Romana is a vision of peace that actually came through violence. <laughs> it's a vision of peace that comes through strength, through intimidation, through domination, through brutality, by reminding people of their place through violence, that is how peace was maintained. This is what Pax Romana was about. And as the Roman ceremony is coming into Jerusalem from the West, this is where we see Jesus. This is what that Jesus's entry into Jerusalem is. It's literally the, the Roman processional is coming into Jerusalem from the West and Jesus is coming in from the East, coming in in a very different way. And Jesus comes in not on a majestic military horse, but on the back of a young donkey and a colt, um, the animal which was used as a symbol of peace. Jesus comes in not to the waving of swords and the waving of Roman imperial banners, but the waving of palms, uh, a, a sign of, of victory and peace. And Jesus comes in not riding with proper armor and gear and all the sort of getup of military horses, but he, he's sitting on cloaks just everyday items that are made sacred as he spreads them and is um, coming in on these cloaks. Jesus comes in and uh, he's surrounded not by legions of the powerful, the wealthy, the elite. He's surrounded by peasants, oppressed ethnic minorities, people who were once invisible, unheard, now being given voice. Their voices are literally being heard as they cry out. Hosanna, save us. And these people are looking not to Rome to save them, not to the power of the Roman military might and Pax Romana to save them. They're looking to Jesus. And they're looking to Jesus in the midst of desperation and vulnerability and need. And, and this is the picture that, that these two very contrasting processionals uh, one, peace that comes through domination and violence. And on the other, peace that comes through the humble way of Jesus. 
And I've been thinking about this and there's so much I could say about these two juxtaposed processionals and the ways that Jesus is bringing in and ushering in a different way, a way out of the Roman empire. There's so many parts of this visual image of Jesus entering in the palms, the cloaks, the people, the cries, all those things. There's so many parts I could focus on, but I felt led in particular really this, this day to to talk about the donkey. <laughs> um, and I, I'll say there's a little bit of confusion about this donkey because in, um, in the Matthew and Mark version, um, he comes in, it's, it's described as him coming in on a single donkey. Um, but in this, in the Luke version, there's Jesus coming in on um, a donkey and it's colt. And so there's kind of some like confusion, but is it just one donkey? Is it the donkey and its offspring? Um, you know, and it's interesting to think about various um, kind of ways that the story gets constructed. And yet, um, really, the, the significance of Jesus coming in on a donkey is important um, to note that a donkey is actually an animal of peace. That, um, you know, when a king would come in <laughs> riding on a horse, it would be a sign of military might, of power, a sort of show of force, a show of sort of uh, kind of brute strength. And a king that comes in on a donkey, literally, is it's actually a sign of making peace, um, making a truce coming to make a treaty, to end a war, that a king coming in on a donkey is a signal that the end of violence has come, that the cycle of violence is going to come to an end. And Jesus comes in on a donkey, um, and maybe, maybe even on a baby donkey, um, that you know, maybe there was actually two, the, the, the mom and then the baby and, and maybe the, the, um, the mom kind of carried Jesus through the hills or it was a little harder. And then really Jesus came in on a colt, like a baby donkey, right? Um, an offspring. And so I think it's, I was really just struck by this image. I was sitting in this image this week as I was walking around my neighborhood and thinking about what did I want to talk about this day? And, and really it just, I got actually pretty emotional. Um, I got emotional this morning <laughs> singing Hosanna. I just, I think there's something for me significant about Jesus coming in to end violence. That Jesus coming in on a donkey means the end of violence. That the cycle of violence does not have to continue. That wars do not have to keep raging on. That brute strength and military might does not have to be met with more brute strength and military might. That there's actually a disruption that can happen to cycles of violence. And Jesus is ushering that in. And I was thinking about it because I don't know about you, but <laughs> the violence that we've been experiencing in this time is pretty staggering. Um, I can't, you know, I've been, I've been reflecting on it. I'm thinking like, is it really just that the violence has always been there and we just didn't know, we didn't have access because we didn't have social media and the internet and the news to kind of tell us about all the horrific things happening all the time. I think that's part of it. But I also just feel like there's been this 
onslaught, unleashing of violence that somehow in the midst of this pandemic time and this past year is, as people have been confronted with themselves, they didn't have anything else to turn to. They couldn't escape themselves that for people who, who are just kind of wrought with violence and evil and pain have nowhere to put that. And so it's coming out and we're seeing it, right? Um, I think I've been overwhelmed obviously with the shootings that happened in Atlanta, um, even still just still processing that, still grieving that, still not over it. It's not, I mean, it's it, people died in a brutal, horrific, violent, dehumanizing, degrading way and still really wrestling with that when another mass shooting comes with, with Boulder and what happened. And then, and then even reading yesterday as I was preparing for the sermon reading, even there was more shootings that happened in Virginia Beach over the weekend on Friday night and just feeling overwhelmed by how much violence there is in our world, how much access there is to violence, that violence is kind of has sickened our imaginations that we can't imagine a world without violence, right? And then hearing stories of violence to Asian Americans, to our elders. Um, and I apologize for, I maybe should give some trigger warnings that there is some violent things I'm going to be sharing, but, you know, hearing about like an 84 year old man sitting on his walker being knocked off his walker struck to the ground and hearing about you know a 19 year old asian girl being shot through the eye you know and just all of these different stories um i just it was really i was walking around my neighborhood and just felt like it was so much it's just too much it's just so much and and even this past week i was thinking about stephen taylor who some of you know was um a san leandro grew up in san leandro and was shot and killed in a walmart store um almost a year ago now you know within one minute of the police arriving on the scene and this past week it was his 30 would have been his 34th birthday and you realize the violence isn't just what happens in the moment but the desecration of human life, the sanctity of life that continues on and on for their loved ones, their communities who grieve that loss, who, who have to deal with that absence, not just in the moment when you experience it for the first time, but it continues on. And I just couldn't help but feel grief because I think that in, in the midst of all this violence, I I see the reactions and I, I hear the responses and, and a lot of people are, you know, it's like, well, you, you know, especially for the Asian American community, it's like, well, it's either like we need more police and um, sort of more sort of kind of policing of our communities, or it's like, you better strap up, you got to get your own weapons, you got to protect yourself, walk around with a knife, like, and it just it's heartbreaking to me. Um, I was feeling the weight of that, that we can't imagine peace that comes any other way, but through peace <laughs> that comes through any way, other way, but through violence and domination and brute strength. And, and um, I, I was thinking about that, you know, Pax Romana, sort of the lie of that, of, the way that we keep the peace is through violence. 
that the solution to bad guys with guns is good guys with guns. And we are sickened, our society is sickened by these myths and these narratives of violence. We can't imagine a different way. We can't imagine a way beyond people coming in on military horses with weapons and arms and and we can't imagine our, our, our sort of our minds, our imaginations don't have space for a Messiah who comes in on a donkey declaring peace, saying that this does not have to be, there can be an end, there can be an end to the violence, that there can be a disruption to these cycles, that violence can cease and be no more. And and so my, I don't know, this morning, really, my reflection is just, it's really just that this, it's a simple sort of, what does it mean that we worship a Messiah who comes in on a donkey, a Messiah who lays down the temptation towards violence, the temptation towards force and displays of might, because Jesus is not a king who comes in riding on the back of a horse. <laughs> He comes in on a donkey as a sign that in him and through him that violence can cease, that wars can end. And isn't that what we're all longing for when we cry out and we say, Hosanna, save us, save now, save us. I think we all know inherently that the desecration of human life, the stripping of dignity of God's creation, of God's beloved children, that that's what we all long for. We, we long for an end to that, an end to the violence of racial supremacy and hatred, the violence of patriarchy and misogyny, the violence done to our elders, the poor, the vulnerable, the marginalized, even children in our midst. We want an end to the violence in our schools and in our grocery stores and in our synagogues and in our churches and in our streets. We want an end to children growing up with active shooter drills in their schools. We want an end to the never ending cycle of tragedy and calls for thoughts and prayers that go nowhere and lead to the cycle starting all over again. We want an end to the violence. And Pilate enters into Jerusalem on a horse telling us that violence and domination are the only way out of our plight, that peace comes through violence, through strength, through domination. But friends, this morning, I want to say, let us not be fooled by the myth of Pax Romana. Let us lift our eyes to Jesus, the one who comes in on a donkey, ending generational harm, breaking cycles of violence and declaring peace. For as the prophet Zechariah says, see your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And God says, I will take away the chariots from Ephraim and the war horses from Jerusalem. God's gonna take the war horses away. The battle bows will be broken and he will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. Friends, Jesus, our King, is coming to take away the chariots, to take away the war horses. He's coming in humble, vulnerable, riding on a donkey, 
to declare an end to violence and to bring peace. Jesus wants to show us a better way. And he might not be the king that people expect, but he is the king that we truly need, our Prince of Peace. And so today on this Palm Sunday, as we enter into Holy Week, I pray that we would be able to welcome Jesus, to see him, to receive him fully, not just as the one who comes to save us, but the one who imagines the end of violence and eternal peace. May we receive that vision and live in it. Amen. Amen.